Welcome to the Integrative Palliative Podcast. I'm Dr. Delia Caramonti. This podcast is for physicians who take care of patients with serious illnesses like cancer, dementia, advanced renal, cardiac, or neurologic disease. We are all about patient and family well-being, but also medical team and physician well-being. You'll learn things to help you heal your patients and yourself, and I am really glad you're here. Let's get started. Welcome to the Integrative Palliative Podcast. I'm Dr. Delia Caramonti, and today we are going to talk about the basics of aromatherapy. We will have some aromatherapy experts join us in the next few months, but I think it's important that we start with just what are the basics of how we can use aromatherapy in our practice or for ourselves. So probably the first thing to mention is that some people make the mistake of thinking that anything that smells nice is aromatherapy, but that is not true. So perfume is not aromatherapy. And just because something smells like lavender, for example, or rose does not mean that it's aromatherapy because it may be a perfume instead. So aromatherapy is specifically the use of pure essential oils that come from plants and are used with the intention of enhancing health and wellness. So we're going to talk today about the what of aromatherapy. What is it? We're going to talk about the why. Why would we use it? And we're going to talk about the how. How would we go about using aromatherapy? So the what, as I said, is aromatherapy is pure essential oils. So beware that when your patients are saying they're using aromatherapy, if they are not pure essential oils, they're just using perfumes. And they are very different in the way that the body responds to them. So ideally, what we want people to use when they're using scents for health and wellness are pure essential oils. Now, these pure essential oils are often mixed with an oil carrier like jojoba oil, for example, but sometimes they can be mixed with almond oil, which I want to mention specifically because people with nut allergies should avoid those. So be aware that if someone has a nut allergy and they're using aromatherapy, you just want to make sure that they're using something without almond oil. And if someone comes in with hives, and they have a nut allergy, make sure that they're not using aromatherapy topically because that may be part of what the trouble is. And also you do get some absorption through the skin. Now, how can you tell if a nice smelly thing is a pure essential oil versus a perfume? So the oils usually are stored in glass and they're usually stored in a dark glass. So if a patient is using something stored in a clear plastic bottle, for example, that's almost certainly a perfume and not an essential oil. If they're very inexpensive, it's probably not an essential oil. And if the label says fragrance, it's certainly not an essential oil. So that's the what. What is aromatherapy? It is essential oils derived from plants that are used for health and well-being. So that is the what of aromatherapy. Now let's talk a little bit about the why. Why would we bother using aromatherapy? One of the places where the most evidence exists for aromatherapy is around the treatment of anxiety. So there are quite a few randomized control trials and meta-analyses of these randomized control trials of various different essential oils in the treatment of anxiety. And in a moment, when we talk about the how, we'll talk about how you can guide your patients to use aromatherapy to manage their stress or to manage their anxiety. 
So when we think about aromatherapy, you might be thinking, well, how on earth could they do that? Is it just that they make people, you know, they smell nice, and so that makes you feel good, and so that's why you feel relaxed? Maybe, and and we'll talk again in a moment about how you can hook them to relaxation exercises that can help manage anxiety, but also they are absorbed. So aromatherapy, if it's used on the skin, is absorbed. If it's inhaled, it's absorbed. And the essential oils do contain terpenes and monoterpenes. And there's some evidence that they may modulate glutamate or they may modulate GABA. So there there are actual physiologic changes that happen when pure essential oils are entered into the body, either through the skin or inhaled, or even very occasionally through the mouth, which is why they are absolutely different than perfumes perfumes are not going to have that same impact. So there are various different essential oils that have been found to benefit patients with anxiety. So for example, lavender is probably the most common one that's used. And lavender has been found even in the intensive care unit with randomized control trials to reduce anxiety and also to improve sleep. Other essential oils that have been shown to reduce anxiety include rose oil, as well as chamomile and bergamot. Some people call it bergamot, some people call it bergamot. So those are the ones that you might think about for anxiety, lavender, rose, chamomile for stress, and bergamot or bergamot. Now, the most interesting thing, I think, is what are the different ways that we can suggest that people use essential oils? And one of the first things to think about is which oil to choose. So you can have them choose one of the ones I mentioned that have evidence support for the management of anxiety, or you can have the patient choose a scent of an essential oil that they find relaxing. So sometimes the ones that we think are relaxing, like lavender, Some people don't like the smell of lavender, or they may have an association with lavender with a mean grandma, and so it actually makes them feel stressed to smell lavender. So on the one hand, there's the medical aromatherapy where certain essential oils are associated with certain outcomes, but on the other hand is what the patient perceives. And if a patient perceives that a certain scent makes them feel relaxed, then it makes them feel relaxed. And if they if they perceive that a certain essential oil makes them feel stressed, then even if it's known to cause relaxation, that's not one that we want to give them because they may have an association that isn't positive for them. So the first thing we want to talk about with the patient is what essential oil do they like? And if they have no preference, you certainly can suggest lavender or rose or chamomile or bergamot. But if they do have a preference, or you can say, go to an essential oil store and find the one that makes you feel calm. So so the first thing is they're going to choose which essential oil or oils they want to use. But then next, there are all different ways for them to experience this. And so you might want to suggest that they have different options for different places in their life or in their day. So one of the ways that people sometimes enjoy using aromatherapy is with a diffuser in their home or office. So you put some drops of the essential oil in the diffuser and it aerosolizes the essential oil into the air. That's wonderful if you are in your own room or you have your own apartment or your roommate doesn't mind. It's not as good for 
nurses stations, for example, although I have seen that because some essential oils are annoying to certain people. So that that takes it away from just you and into the environment. So if the patient has the ability to do that, it can be really lovely. And sometimes we'll have people put that diffuser near the place where maybe they do their relaxation exercises or their special chair or their reading chair, a place where they can create a whole relaxation experience that includes essential oils. Another option for using aromatherapy is with a roller. Those are little delivery systems that roll on like a tiny little roll-on deodorant. It's maybe the size of a lipstick. And you can roll it onto the insides of your wrists, for example. So people could leave that in their purse or their desk drawer or their briefcase and use it on the go. Another thing that patients can do is just put cotton balls in an airtight container, like a Tupperware container, and they can drip some drops of the essential oil on that cotton ball, keep it within the container closed. And if it's a small container, they could put it in their purse or their briefcase to bring it with them. And then when they want to during their day while they're out, they can open up the Tupperware and inhale the aromatherapy. And if you keep it closed, that will last at least a few days, sometimes a week. So that's a nice way that people can have their bottle of essential oil at home, but bring the experience of aromatherapy with them in the day. You can also put essential oils into the bath so they can take a bath with the essential oil in the bath and they will experience that as the steam comes from the bath, it will aerosolize and they also may have some on their skin. They can add it to massage oil. And so many times if you get a massage, they'll add an essential oil to the oil that they're using it for your massage. And that's an aromatherapy massage. Sometimes people like to place a few drops of essential oil on their pillow or drop them in the shower. That's a nice thing to do too. You can give patients all different ways that they can experience this essential oil in their regular day. But I would say that one of the most powerful ways to use essential oils is to connect them to a relaxation experience. So for example, if you are teaching a patient to do guided imagery, or you're teaching them to do meditation, or They're just sitting quietly in their special chair, listening to classical music every evening after dinner. If you can pair a particular scent with that experience, those two things, the relaxation response and the scent of the essential oil get connected. And so then if the patient brings that essential oil, either with a roller or with the cotton balls in the airtight container with them in the day, when they smell it, they can recreate that experience of relaxation. So it's a very powerful tool to hook those together. And that's usually the most common way that I would use essential oils with patients is that. Try to connect it to the experience of being in the relaxation response. And so then when they're out and about or taking a shower, when they're experiencing the essential oil, they're connecting with that parasympathetic nervous system relaxation response, and they can get to that place of relaxation more quickly. So how do you realistically counsel patients? You can say essential oils, aromatherapy is essential oils, which is not the same as perfume. So I want you to get pure essential oil. They can be a little pricey. So how about you pick one? How about lavender or bergamot. If you like those, go smell them and see if those feel like relaxation oils that are pleasant for you. 
You can tell them the various ways that they can use them with a diffuser. They can drop them in the shower. They can put them in the bath. They could get a roller. They could put them in cotton balls in the Tupperware and put it in their purse. And then you're going to suggest that they do their relaxation exercise, whatever it is that that you've taught them. Ideally, if if they're having stress or anxiety, you're going to teach them some mind-body tools And if you're not sure what that means, go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes where we specifically talk about non-pharmacologic treatments for anxiety. And then you're going to ask them to do them together. So when you're doing your relaxation exercises, when you're doing your breathing, when you're doing your yoga or Tai Chi or guided imagery or meditation or listening to music, pair that with smelling this essential oil. So that you train yourself that when I smell this scent of this pure essential oil, my body says, oh, goodness, now it's time for us to relax. And of course, just like we suggest this for patients for their own stress, we can be using that ourselves for our own stress. So your homework for this week is to get one essential oil And you can get them from health food stores. Generally, there are whole stores that sell essential oils, but they're they're pretty easy to find. Uh, Natural supermarkets usually have some. Get one and try it yourself. Try to put a few drops in the shower. Try it in the bath. Try it in a diffuser. Try the little Tupperware thing with the cotton balls. And so you can get a sense of what these are like. So you'll be even better at teaching your patients how to do it. All right. Thank you so much. Enjoy your essential oils this week. It's great that you're here. I really appreciate it. Please do tell a friend about this podcast. I really would love to spread the word and you can help me do it. And I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Integrative Palliative Podcast brought to you by the Institute for Integrative Palliative Medicine. If you find value in this podcast, please do two things for me. Number one, share with a colleague. This is how we spread the word and I really need your help. And number two, please do leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It would really mean the world to me. You can find me at integrativepalliative.com and also on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Come find me, reach out, send me an email and come check out on the website, our upcoming physician training programs. It's been great to have you here and I'll see you next Thursday.